right before Easter. And I had, I saw a picture of myself that I was taken, you know, and I just was honestly disgusted with myself. Like right. I looked at it and I go, oh, oh, oh hell no. Exactly. No. And honestly, no. that next day, I just, it's just like, it all came back. I just got up and I'm like, this is it. And I haven't looked back. And I, at that point went strict keto again, which has always been kind of me off and on. But strict keto this time, and at that time, I was also trying to discover other things. I had worked with a very famous doctor prior to that in 2017 and 18, um, Dr. Gundry, Stephen Gundry. And so he used to tell me a little bit about intermittent fasting. Yes. And I always thought I fasted the right way. Right. Well, not the right way, but I thought, I'm like, well, I don't usually eat till noon anyway. He's like, yeah, but you drink coffee with cream. I'm like, yeah, but it's not food. He goes, it doesn't matter. He goes, it, it, it disrupts the insulin. And I go, oh, and then like at night, I would have some nuts or something mm -hmm. right before bed, but I'm not having dinner. I was just having a couple small bites. Yes. Like little things, like stupid little things, like a little thing here or there, like a little bite. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, well, I'm eating dinner. He's, he's like, yeah, no, he goes, uh-uh. He goes, your, 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 your insulin is being spiked right away. And I go, Okay, so I remember that we had that conversation. So I dug into that, into intermittent fasting, and that's when I discovered Dr. Jason Fung. Ooh, there you go. And I and I got his book. And after that, I became obsessed about intermittent fasting. And welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you to live a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Great. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 207. Thank you so much for joining me today. What if you woke up one day and realized that you were 30 to 35 pounds overweight? What would you do? Would you go back to sleep and hope that it was just a dream or a nightmare? Or would you do what my next guest did and take action? Joining me today to tell her amazing weight loss story is Sophia Palliol. Sophia, did I get that right? You sure did. Uh, Sophia Palliol. <laughs> Sophia is the owner of SPPR LA, a lifestyle, hospitality, beauty, and fashion PR firm out of Los Angeles, California. Sophia, how are you today? I am doing fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank how you. are you? I'm great. I'm great. Now that I have you on my show, I'm good. <laughs> but before we talk about your weight loss journey, I want mm -hmm. you to share a little bit more information about your professional career with my audience. I understand you've been in the PR world for over 27 years with some very high profile clients. Yes, I have. Uh, yes, it's been that long, um, which is a scary thought. But yeah, oh, I, started, um, I graduated uh in uh from Cal State Fullerton in the early 90s and I always wanted to be in the entertainment industry but um you know it that was a very hard industry to get into so when I went to college I you know I was smart enough to know that I couldn't do that or have a very successful career so I decided to go into uh communications which was PR and uh, and I also did advertising but I stuck with uh, PR and I went to, um, once I graduated from Cal State Fullerton, I started doing internships in a lot of the major movie studios like Paramount. I worked, um, you know, worked on the lot there for a while, did production work. 
but then I decided, okay, that's not for me. So then I started interning in um, uh, entertainment PR firms and I loved it. So I, at first I was, a, I worked in as a, as a publicist for some celebrities in a smaller boutique firm. And I did that for several years, but uh, you know, no offense to publicists who do talent PR. I just knew I didn't have the the patience for it because it was kind of like glorified babysitting, you know. So after oh, I, that, <laughs> uh, I went to a really big agency. Um, at the time, it was called BWR. Um, they no longer exist, but they were one of the biggest. We there used to be one in actually in New York. And um, I hopped on board on the lifestyle side and uh, was there for a long time. And I worked on a lot of uh, big hotels. You know, we did the opening of Picara Resort and Spa, which was up in um, Santa Barbara. We did the opening of Win Las Vegas. We did, you know, so there was a lot of that. Um, and uh, and then I left. I went to another agency where I worked with the Four Seasons in Bali and the Maldives and and uh, San Ysidro Ranch in, in Santa Barbara. So, you know, a lot of hotel and, 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 uh, and lifestyle and food and beverage. That's when I really also fell in love with wine and et cetera, went back to BWR. So anyway, stayed there for a long time. Uh, a lot of travels um, due to, you know, uh, the type of clients I worked on. And then um, about 13 years ago, I left the agency world. I left LA, came out, or no, probably actually 15 now, geez, and came out to Orange County, uh, worked for a small boutique firm that ended up closing. And then around that time, I decided to just finally freelance and work for myself because other personal reasons. My dad was sick with cancer, so I wanted to spend more time with him. So it was kind of like it worked out. The timing was good. And um, ever since then, I've been kind of working for myself and doing, you know, working on my own clients. I work with other people. I collaborate as well. But um, so it's been a full journey. But yeah, I've loved every minute of it. It's changed a lot because of social media. PR is a little different than it was when I first started, but it's uh, it's still exciting. You know? Oh, yeah. Sounds like it. Looks like it. You know what I mean? It must be. And I'm, and I'm thinking in that world, that, that PR world, working with lifestyle, you know, hospitality, um, beauty brand, fashion brands, so much has to do with your health and how you look, right? Am I correct? It is. A lot of it has to do with your, well, it has to do with your health, of course, and how you look, um, especially in L.A., Yes. But, um, you know, a lot of it was networking. A lot of it was going out in the evenings. A lot of it was drinks and this and that. So, you know, it was a very fast-paced lifestyle. Yes. Most definitely. So let's dive into your weight loss journey because I want to know what happened. When did you start? When did you realize you started, you know, getting the health started going downhill? And let's start from when you were a child. Let's start there. From a child, wow. Growing up, I was actually I was always very thin. Uh, my mom wasn't able to drive; she had really bad eyesight and stigmatism and everything. So, of course, my dad drove, but he'd be at work all day. So, pretty much my whole life, um, up until sixteen, until I got my own car, we pretty much walked everywhere. I walked to school. I was in ballet and tap um, five days a week, so there was about two hours of that a day. And of course, like I was, I was. I was very skinny. In fact, to the point where my ballet teacher would weigh me once a week to make sure that, yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, no. My mom's like, no, she eats, I promise. So, so yeah, um, I never really had a weight problem at all uh, up until, you know, even in college, uh, because I would, I still worked out then. And, and in college, yes, you eat kind of bad, but uh, 
you're L and you're dancing and you're, you know, you kind of burn it off. And obviously your metabolism is very different too. Yes. So um, honestly, fast forwarding until my early 30s, uh, even my early 30s, I was really good. I was still the same weight, pretty much nothing, no issues. So that's why when I did gain all this weight, which for me, it was a lot. It was a shocker because my whole life I was thin. <laughs> and um, it wasn't until I think my early, like 33, 34, when um, things kind of started changing and shifting for me. And that's also when we found out my dad's cancer became, you know, was stage four. So, you know, a lot of the stress and I was kind of back and forth a lot. And I did start, um, I didn't really work out. And yeah. even though I've never really been a bad eater, um, and plus during this time is when I really, I actually put him on a very strict diet because uh, they gave him a year left and we extended it at least five years all due to like a keto, no carb, no gluten, no, you know, no sugar, basically. So I knew that worked and I kind of hopped on that bandwagon myself with it along with it. But, you know, I was having hormonal issues also because of fibroids, which are, you know, can be a death sentence for some girls and the way their hormones work. So that was making me gain weight. So it was just kind of, you know, with the stress, my cortisol being up and stuff, I so slowly was starting to, to gain weight. And I, and I didn't really notice it because the way, I mean, I noticed it, but I didn't because I kind of carried my weight evenly. So it wasn't like it was all in my stomach or all, you know, and even a lot of friends uh, later were like, you know, you kind of carried it well. So I'm like, thanks, I guess, you know, but, <laughs> but, um, but it, it bugged me, but it was one of those things that I didn't really do anything until way after um, he passed, which was in 2010, end of 2010. And it wasn't until 2015 that I, I was like, I've had enough. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm getting on strict keto or no, not keto, but strict low carb, a lot of keto, but mainly gluten-free, but I worked out like a fiend. And yeah, I, I lost my weight. I went back down to what I was comfortable with. And then, um, in early or late spring of 2017, I hurt myself, my lower back really bad in a, in a, in a fitness class. Working out, really? Working out, doing burpees because we were, you know, they had you do burpees really super fast. Oh. And so at that point, you kind of lose form. Yes. You're yes. more about like, how many can you get done? Yes. So unfortunately, uh, one of them, and I felt it, but I didn't think anything of it. And then the next morning for about six, seven months, I was, I was walking slower than my almost 90 year old mother at the time. Like, you know what I mean? It was so bad. Yes. Six, yeah. Months that long. Uh, yes, it was really bad. I couldn't even sleep in like in my bed. It was better standing up. I was even trying to turn in bed. Sometimes I would make like it. It was bad. It was um, my piriformis syndrome, so all the way down my leg. It was yeah. yeah. Had a yeah. So, anyways, um, and after that, again, you know, and during this time now, I'm dealing with other stress things in life because you know from 17 and 18 because my mom was towards the end stage of her Alzheimer's. So I had that and then work. Yeah. And at that point, uh, again, I was dealing with my little girly issues. So my, oh my God. And, and I kind of let it all go. And after being off the workout kick um, that I had lost the weight, you kind of lose your drive to get back into it. Right. And because I was kind of because I was stressed out, kind of, I guess I would say a form of depression as well, because of what I was going through with her and trying to, you know, taking care of an Alzheimer's 
person is really difficult. Yeah, it's just mentally so difficult. Um, And so, you know, for a long time there, it's just one thing led to another. And then early 20, after she passed in December of 2018, 19 and 20. So then in 19, I had to, you know, sell the house. So I had to go through all that. And then for the rest of that year, I was just kind of like, I was just trying to figure out myself and I'm like, okay, this is my time. And then uh and then 2020 hit and you know the first couple months obviously was okay until until we all know what wasn't okay exactly yeah but at that time again I at that point everything had really escalated for me with my hormonal issues and so um I finally had to have surgery in um June of 2020, which I got lucky, they were able to fit me in with the, you know, with the pandemic. Yeah, they had to get pushed off. But but by that point, I had ballooned up to 165 pounds. 165. And I believe you are, what, five feet six? I'm five six. Five six. 165. Those would add a little girth to you. Yeah. And you could see in my face. You could see in my, I mean, you, you could see it. Now, to someone who didn't know me, they'd be like, well, you're not obese. I'm like, well, thank God I wasn't trying to get to that point. I was trying to stop it. But especially for me, having come from where I've come from, for me, that was heavy and uncomfortable. Even when I was sitting, I could feel like the roll on my, oh God. So yeah, I just didn't feel right. And I was miserable, you know? Um, And then um, after that, you know, waited to heal for a while. And then, um, the fall hit by the time I was able to really get going and moving again, the fall hit. And of course my birthday, and then it's the holidays. And oh, I was like, festivities. Okay. Exactly. Festivities. So yeah. So it wasn't until early 2021, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, I do little walks here and there and I would do little things, but again, I didn't have that drive in me again. Like I didn't yes. have that where I just went into it. Yes. And um, honestly, it wasn't until back to April of, that it was that right before Easter and I had I saw a picture of myself that I was taken you know and I just was honestly disgusted with myself like I looked at it and I got oh oh, hell no exactly and honestly that next day I just it's just like it all came back I just got up and I'm like this is it and I haven't looked back and I at that point went strict keto again which has always been kind of me off and on, but strict keto this time. And at that time, I was also trying to discover other things. I had worked with a very famous doctor prior to that in 2017 and 18, um, Dr. Gundry, Stephen Gundry. And so he used to tell me a little bit about intermittent fasting. And I always thought I fasted the right way. Right. Not the right way, but I'm like, well, I don't usually eat till noon anyway. He's like, yeah, but you drink coffee with cream. I'm like, yeah, but it's not food. He goes, it doesn't matter. He goes, it, it, it disrupts the insulin. And I go, oh, and then like at night, I would have some nuts or something mm-hmm. right before bed, but I'm not having dinner. I was just having a couple small bites. Yes. Like little things, like stupid little things, like a little thing here or there, like a little bite. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, well, I'm eating dinner. He's, he's like, yeah, no, because uh-uh. he goes, your, 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 your insulin is being spiked right away. And I go, Okay, so I remember that we had that conversation, so I dug into that, into intermittent fasting, and that's when I discovered Dr. Jason Fung, and I I got his book, and after that, I became obsessed about intermittent fasting, and 
and uh, just reading everything about it with the benefits and everything. And so I am, I have started, I have honestly from that moment on till right now, I still intermittent fast every day uh, to a degree. There's days where I let it go longer. There are days where I have no fasting, but because I now just let, I just keep my body guessing. It has no idea what's happening. But in the beginning, I was very strict. But yes, that was a game changer. Yes. And along with keto, they're both mimicking diet, you know, they work together really well. And so I've kept my weight off. I got down to, let's see, I started officially fasting May of 21. Oh, two years, about two years, well, two years ago. Oh, October, yeah. And that October was my 50th birthday. So by October, my goal weight was to get to my goal weight, which was 130. And I actually got down to 129. Really? Uh, and then after that, um, I actually had gone down all the way to like 123, 124, but now I fluctuate depending, um, cause I've also built a lot of muscle cause now I've, you know, I resistance train all the time. I weight train, you know, several times a week. I, I I'm always moving my body. And, um, so now I, I fluctuate between 126 and 129. It just really depends, but I have her at 128 comfortably now. That's good. So you, so it took you how how long to actually uh, lose lose the weight to be where you are today? How well, from May to uh, actually by the end of September, but October was when my birthday. That was my goal. My goal weight was for October, but I reached it by the end of September. Well, the same year of of, of twenty one. Yeah, it was like four months. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's amazing. But now you also talked about keto. Now, why is keto? Because that's a low carb diet, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, but why is that effective? Do you think? Um, I well, because of the 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 sugar. Not you know, uh, both of them are obviously to avoid sugar because one of it is to not spike your insulin, and then with the keto is not to um to add sugar into your diet and any carbs. And I I I love keto. Like to me, clean keto. Obviously, there's dirty keto too, and yeah. that that could be. But that's. Dirty keto is what gets the bad rap and makes everybody go, oh, keto. I'm like, well, right. that's, you know, that's all the, the junk that you see out in the stores. Like, oh, minus net carbs. And, and I do it once in a while, too. If I want a keto ice cream, I'll have it. Is it better than the alternative? Yeah. Is yeah. it still dirty keto? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's that little bit. But keto um, just sustains me. It's very filling. I eat a lot of protein. So the protein really brings you to satiety. It really fills you up. It fills you up. Well, yeah. And people, and people don't realize that when you have a low carb, when, when you're eating low carbs, when you're exercising, when you're walking around, the first nutrient your body's burning off are the carbs. Yeah. Right? So you're not even getting to the fat if you have yeah. carbs in your body. That's, yeah. You know, and your insulin level spiking. So if you want to burn fat, you got to get rid of the carbs first. Exactly. Right? So exactly. that's the whole idea. And it makes a lot of sense. When you yeah. And you have a lot of, a lot of us, you know, who want to lose weight, especially in the beginning, we have enough fat. Our, we're not going to go into, when people are like, oh, you're starving yourself when you're doing fasting. I used to get that a lot in the beginning. I'm like, well, first of all, I have a refrigerator full of food, so I'm not starving. Right. And second of all, uh, I have enough fat on my body where um, it, it, it can last a while. It's fine. Like it has enough fuel to go off of. It's it's yes. okay. 
Yeah. Um, and then a lot of my friends are now doing this along with me. I've gotten a lot of people where, uh, you know, some of them are not maybe as dedicated to only keto, maybe just lower carb or they cut back a lot. Yeah. Some of them do fasting just a couple of days a week, which is fine too, but they've all seen benefits. Yes. And, um, you know, I do it not just, but I also didn't do fasting and or keto only for weight loss because there's other ways to lose weight. The problem is, is then you're, you kind of get stuck in metabolism metabolism hits a, you know, a, a rough spot. And then you're kind of like, okay, now what? That's why, you know, you look at a lot of these diet plans and why do you think you keep going back and back? Like, you know, I'm not going to mention names, but there's a lot of them there. So, you know, um, but I do it for longevity purposes for, because I am trying to avoid hopefully diseases like Alzheimer's or cancer and stuff. Now, is it bulletproof? No, but it's going to, it's the best I got in my little arsenal of toolboxes because I can't control anything else. This is the best I got. So the less sugar I put in my body and the less inflammation I have in my body, yes. the better. And both of them are very anti-inflammatory ways of living. Huh. It's a great way to live. But why is it that most people are, when you mentioned fasting, they freak out? Fasting. Because they think you're starving yourself. Right. And, they think it's not, and they think it's not normal. And it's actually very normal. And that's actually how our bodies were meant to be. You know, exactly. if you look, if you look prior to refrig refrigeration days and prior to when Kellogg's came out, there was, we, there's no cereal in the 1500s. There was no, but people ate, or even, you know, you got your food, you hunted, you ate, you ate for a day or two. Then you probably didn't eat for a whole day because there was, a, I mean, you got to look at the animal kingdom. Yes. You know, lions will eat and then they don't eat and then they mm -hmm. hunt and then they, you know, exactly. that's how we were meant to too. We're not meant to eat 24 hours a day. Right. You know? Well, if you, listen, if you listen to the food now companies, we work. Well, of <laughs> course. Of course. It's about money. You know, it's about money. Everything is, look, you know, that's a whole other bandwagon I can go on, but it's all about money. So, but no, we're, we're fine not to eat. Uh, all day long. You know, you don't have to also fast just only one meal a day, which is OMAD. You can do, I do that. I do two meds. I do four to six hour windows. There's days I eat all day. Um, for instance, I was gone this last weekend. I had wine. I mean, you know, wine's kind of like my, my thing. So I, you know, I, I have wine. I have, um, you know, you and I, we ate most of the day. There was no, there was nothing. I was like, you know what? This weekend, my body's, I'm just going to eat. And then this early this week, it was, you know, I cut it back. I knew how to get right back on so I can start burning through all that. And like next week, I'm planning a full carnivore week for myself so I can really detox. But, you know, I'm constantly uh, changing it up with my body. I think that's good because you kind of keep it off balance, right? That's what it's definitely going to work. Yeah, uh, you don't have to intermittent fast every day, you know. Not at all. You can do it two or three times a week. You exactly. know, there's 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 alternate day fasting that a lot of people do, where you eat kind of a six to eight hour window one day. The next day, you don't eat anything. You know, you have coffee, plain coffee, and whatever. And then the next day, people can do that. Everybody can find their own rhythm and what works for them. You know, in the beginning, you might want to be more on that stricter. But then once you kind of get in the groove and you get metabolically healthy and you get, and you're able to switch on and off, yes. you're good. And then you kind of switch right back into huh. it. And, and I, I actually like keeping my body guessing because half the time I don't even know what I'm going to do. 
you know, and that's good because my metabolism doesn't get stuck in one or the other. So I'm constantly, you know, Sunday, I was in, like I said, Santa Barbara, Friday to Sunday. And then by Tuesday, I was already back with ketones. Like I measured and I'm like, okay, I'm back in. You know, it, it was fun because I'm now metabolically flexible. I can switch in and out. And you know your body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, plus I, just to double check, I measured because I have the, 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 like the keto mojo type. So I do that, but yeah, I'm a, so, but it takes a little while to get to that level. You know, it wasn't like that in the beginning, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Support friends kind of rooting you on. Yeah. I mean, they're, we're all kind of in the same umbrella. We all kind of, uh, support each other. Yes. We have several text groups that are, you know, where we, where we do do that but um we kind of do our own thing everybody has a different schedule they you know some people have to work out of an office some don't so everyone's a little different but my core group of friends yeah we're all either low carb or um and they intermittent fast but again everyone has a, does it a little different I have a few people that are very hardcore like like me if you want to call it hardcore um but I also make sure to move every single day that's my big thing to everybody. It might just move your body every day, right. do whatever you can, because right. that to me is also very important. Are you, um, you're exercising regularly now? Yep. Every you... single morning I'll take a walk. And a lot okay. of times after my last meal, I try to, and then I do uh, strength training about really about three to four times a week, depending on what it is that I do. I do row, rowing. It's a, a, a rowing class on when I usually okay. Wednesday if I can, but I'll do a rowing class once a week, which is more like a hit type thing. And, and, but you know, you get off the machine and you do strength training and you get back on the machine. So that, and then I have, um, I, I do, um, once a week, I also go to a, a place here in Irvine, which is called Thrive, Thrive Training, uh, in Irvine. And it's, it's a lot of like, uh, you know, a lot of weights and it's just, you know, a good mix of stuff that they mix up. And I try to do that on different days too. And then I have my own stuff that I do and I go to the gym and I do legs and I do arms and, you know, so I, I switch it up constantly. Nice. Now I read something where you said that you tell your friends or you tell people that you have to know your why. Yes. I always talk about that. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and is weight loss a good thing? Yeah, of course, because I think we all kind of start on that, but you got to know what your why is so you can be motivated to keep doing it and doing it and making it a lifestyle, not where it's a chore, not where it's, uh, oh my God, I got to get up and walk. Oh my God. I got, or, oh, I can't have this or oh, I can't eat that. Why is it that you can't have it? All right. Do you have an addiction of sugar? Do you have, uh, a disease or a metabolic syndrome of some sort that you gotta, you know, uh, you gotta fix um, or something to prevent. Like my why is to hopefully, and again, I'm not saying it's 100, percent but yeah. hopefully prevent Alzheimer's, which is diabetes of the brain, as yeah. they like to call it. Yes. Um, and or cancer. I'm like, I'm again. It's that's my why, and of course, looking good is a great why, but you know, we're all getting older and it doesn't matter. That's, that's a bonus, but that to me is not my major why. My major why is what it, the inside of my body is doing. Yes. Yeah. And to be uh, healthy. I mean, you know, to be able to live your life. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I tell any, anyone, look, if you want to be successful, you, you, you have this goal in mind. If you don't have your health, forget the goals. <laughs> you know, your first well, you know, there's no, there's no greater thing except for your health. I mean, you have some of the biggest, richest, most powerful people in the world who have died from something and they had it all, you know. Uh, yes. I mean, a lot of them. So at the end of the day, that is probably the most important thing. And, and, um, but you don't want to look at whatever lifestyle you choose. For me, this is the way I like it. It works for me. I don't feel restricted. Um, again, this past weekend, I decided to have a bowl of pasta. Uh, it was actually very little, but, uh, but I didn't feel guilty. I'm like, you know what? I mean, the next morning, my stomach was not too happy with me because it wasn't used to that. But, um, but it was okay. I'm like, you know what? In a couple of days, it'll be burned off this, that, the other, I was done. And, it, and the next morning, it was like it never happened. I just, I just go right back to my normal routine and my normal way of living. It's like, so it's not like you can never have something if there's a special whatever going on. Like I'm not super dogmatic about it, but because um, I feel like when you are that dogmatic, uh, then you're kind of, you know, you're going to have a harder time. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. And I love how you mentioned Dr. Jason Fong, because when I found him, I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. He talks, I mean, I've, I've, dived, I've dived into so many of his videos and learned so much about intermittent fasting. You know, I yeah. have a religious background where growing up in church, everybody fasted, right? Yeah. We, we learned that as, as a kid. But yeah. not so much now, people are like, fast, are you crazy? But yeah. People realize we all fast when we're sleeping at night. Right and now we're going to extend the fast. That's exactly. Well, and the whole as, and as he likes to say, it's breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. You break like, the fast. Yeah, and we all survive overnight for some reason. We're not eating for eight hours. Oh my goodness, or however Thank we sleep. Like, like we still get up alive. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I interviewed Dr. Um, Ashley Lucas in my podcast, and she shared with me, and I had to do my research after hearing this from her. She said, Vince, breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. I said, no. what, what are you talking about? I'm telling everybody, you got to have your breakfast. She said, no, John Kellogg from the Kellogg Company started that rumor. And I did my research, and sure enough, she was oh, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, the reason, and the reason why he started Kellogg's and the Flakes was about a not so you wouldn't have any sexual urges is I mean that's that's how the flakes came about really so yes so if, you if you dive a little deeper the guy you know he was he was messed up but outside of that yeah. yeah there was no breakfast before that people got up they did work on the farm whatever then you I think I think it's better to eat a bigger meal for your first meal whenever that is is that 10 a.m 11 a.m and then eat smaller, like your last meal being smaller, technically. Exactly. Yeah, I think exactly. that's healthier. Exactly. And I usually, most of my days, I try to stop eating by at latest at five, sometimes three. Really? Um, but I have nights, like for instance, tomorrow night I'm going out. And so I'm going to be eating later, which is fine. Again, no big deal. But this whole week I was, uh, for at least Monday and Tuesday and tonight, I'm stop, I, I stop at three. Huh. Yeah. So you're able to have a regular life, even while you're intermittent fasting. <laughs> 100%. 100%. It's, um, it's, it's very doable. You just, and you switch around the times. And I, and, and that's actually a good thing. Cause I think that's, like I say, that's one way to keep your body going. 
oh crap, we're not eating, getting food right. Oh, we're eating. Oh, oh, okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> he never knows. But I think people are afraid when they have cravings right away, they're, they're worried because I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I got to eat. Your body is going to take care of your hunger. Just hold out long enough. <laughs> yeah. And it's not true hunger. Like we think it's a hunger pain. It's not. A, and it's psychological really. And also just drink some water with a little either apple cider vinegar or a little salt and it goes away. But that also these type of cravings do go away after, especially if you're eating a lot of protein. Yes. Like. I eat so many eggs. I am surprised I have not started growing feathers. Like I eat a lot of eggs. I eat a lot of bacon. I eat a, you know, I, but, and that gets you so full, yes. so fast. Yeah. And um, you really don't want to eat anything afterwards, you oh. know, and then a good amount of fat. Sometimes I'll even, I'll make these little butter bombs that I love to, I don't do it all the time because mm -hmm. I get enough fat from my, from my meat and from, you know, like I'll put cream and I eat cheese and whatever. But um, yeah, it, it, it does get rid of your cravings. And I've never been a big sugar fanatic anyway for me. So, but I, I love bread. I grew up with fresh weekly bread by my mom. Like that was her thing. She always made bread every week, like two loaves, two, two or three loaves a week. So I grew up on bread and potatoes and like I, my whole life. But, um, oh, yes. Yes. you know. But still, look at you now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it shows. And do you, um, are you, um, let's say, do you try to convince people to go intermittent fasting or you just say, well, this is what I do. You can do it if you want. You know, I, um, so I started this little Instagram thing. It's called Keto Me Healthy. I do it for fun. I, I don't even like spend money on it to, to promote it. Like it's just my own little kind of almost diary with, uh, that everybody can kind of watch. Um, <laughs> And I, I help people, a lot of my friends and people know, and they've come to me and they're like, can you kind of help me out? Or can you, you know, what do you think of this? Or what do you, think? so I do, and I, I recommend it. But when I see people push back, like, oh, I don't think, you know, keto's not healthy and da, 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 da. And, and then I realize they're, you know, they fall, they have fallen by the, the old school way of thinking of the way doctors think about nutrition and, you know, they don't really know much about nutrition and you know when they tell me that carbs and and bread and whatever is yeah and even cheerios right now that new tufts that tufts have, did you see that new pyramid from tufts university no, the one that was that came out what was it earlier this year where they're trying to tell you that cheerios and lucky charms is better for you than a chicken breast are you serious oh yeah no you gotta look it up it's is it tufts t-u-f Oh yeah, the big tough, uh, that big Tufts University. So the yeah, and they're they're trying to give this to the White House so they can promote this in in schools. And I'm like, okay, the day that Cheerios, the most processed food, or Lucky Charms, yes. is healthier for you than a chicken breast? Yes. Yeah, oh but um, you know, so when I see that people kind of push back, I just kind of let them be because um, you don't want to preach, right? But um. If they ask, oh, I will give my opinion, of course. And I, I try to help if they're willing to listen. If they don't, then, you know, it's on them. We all have to find our own journey, and that's fine. Exactly. Um, exactly. There's not only one way. I mean, I think paleo is a really good way of living, too. And, and you don't have to be keto, like, 20 grams. or I'm usually under 50 grams, and I do fine, and I still stay in ketosis. But even if you're under 100 you're not keto, but you're low carb. And I think that's still very good compared to what most Americans, you know, this, the standard American diet, the SAD diet, that's over, 
That, I mean, they're like 300 grams a day, if not 400 some, with some people. I mean, that's horrible. And then you wonder why we have diabetes and cancer and that we didn't, on, have, on, we didn't have these issues back in the 50s and 60s and even yes. 70s. It all changed. Yes. So, yes. You know, so we've got to pull that, think about that and see what, what has happened since that time. You know, what uh, I mean? the, the low the low fat industry happened, and that was all yes. a lot of sugar and yes, you yes. know, and then everybody was trying to tell me to eat margarine instead of butter. I'm like, no, no, butter is fine. Margarine is, you know, I mean, and all the seed oils that everybody eats, that's another thing. And mm. so I try to tell a lot of my friends, I'm like, read the labels. Almost everything has canola. Yes, canola. You know, safflower, sunflower. Yes. I mean, it's the worst processed food that you can get. And and a lot of times these oils, because they're cheap, you know, they'll put them in there because they won't put olive oil or avocado oil, you know. Yes, so. I use avocado oil. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Avocado and I use ghee. I love ghee. I, I use a lot of butter, um, olive oil. I don't really cook, cook with olive oil, but I'll, you know, use it for, obviously, I make my own salad dressings as much as I can. You do? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good because you I know you're you're very much on the go, parties, events, and so on, but you still manage to try to eat healthy. Oh, yeah. Even last night we did a concert in the park, but I made my own salmon salad, which I know exactly what went in there. And I made my own little chicken tender finger, uh, chicken finger tenders that I uh dill flavored and but I rolled them in a panko, uh, uh but not panko, uh not actual panko, um pork rinds. That work like panko they sell them like that and so i use pork rinds so it was actually all carnivore but um yeah so you know there's yeah there's a way i don't get me wrong i eat out and i hate it because even though i love eating out um it's just a lot of bad seed oils so yeah you know but anything that i cook at home it's very clean and i try to do as much organic as i can right grass-fed is wild as much as i can you know there's times where i don't but it's okay well, that's awesome, though. I mean, I, I'm impressed with what you're doing, you know, and I kind of wanted to have you on so you can talk about your journey. Thank so you. We know that, you know, you can do this, you know. Yes. And it's a, and it's a normal progression of life. You Basically, you want to be healthy. Fasting is a normal progression. We, we're used to, we always fasted. Just mm -hmm. now, we're thinking that we got to eat. I used to tell people, eat five, six meals a day. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm telling them what to do so to boost their metabolism. But we all thought that, though. We all thought that. I mean, and and, and there's nothing wrong with there. We shouldn't feel guilty because we all fell for it. We all yeah. thought that you're yeah. constantly raising your insulin. And if you're and if you're working out constantly, and if you're younger too, you can get away with it because you're burning it off quickly. But most people, and especially once you get into the later half of your years, it's a lot of them don't work out or they don't have, and, and so it's harder. So the less you put in your mouth kind of the better or the less often really i should say yeah not eating as often allow the food to digest properly give it more time to digest you know yeah. i think that's the key and when people talk about well i'm fasting i'm starving no starving means you don't have any food yeah you have food you got food means it's, it's a voluntary you know abstinence absent yeah. from food. yeah i'm yeah. volunteer not to eat I'll be all right. So will you. <laughs> yeah, and it's okay. And you know what? Eventually your body's going to be like, okay, they're not feeding me. I guess we'll just quiet down now. And then we'll go to that, you know, fat stored thing that's in your butt or in your thighs. And I'll, I'll eat all of that. Go ahead. Yeah. That's what that's what I want you to do. <laughs> it works 100%. 
Now tell, now, well, before I let you go, sure. any, any other words of wisdom you want to share about eating healthy and losing weight and, you know, reducing chronic disease? Because it's all connected. It's all connected. Look, fasting, um, outside of, of course, losing weight, as I said before, it's amazing for that, yes. Um, but it helps bring down the inflammation and helps, of course, reverse a lot of diabetes. Uh, people don't realize that. Yes, you can reverse it, um, type two especially. Um, it helps with your brain. It, it makes you more energetic, you know, because you're creating ketones. You're creating autophagy, which is cell repair where, you know, you're able to get rid of old cells and cells that are not good. You're able to kind of get them out of your system and have new ones created. And again, along with keto, you don't have to do keto, but along with keto, because keto kind of tends to do that too. And working out, working out creates autophagy. So it's kind of a boom, 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 you know, and it all adds up. Um, so the more you can do of that, of course, the better. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's about, you know, that whole old saying, and I'm horrible at sayings, but basically you can live a long life, but how do you want to, how it's the quality of your life. Yes. My mom died at 91 and a lot of people were like, oh, she lived to be 91. Not a good 91. She was Alzheimer's and she was like, almost like a toddler for the oh. last five years of her life. So yes. that's not a good way to go. That's not a good way to live. I'd rather die at 91, but die with my brain intact, die with my, me being able to walk and take care of myself. So that's my goal. And hopefully that is the way I'm going to go someday. But, you know, so right now I can't predict the future, but the, my why is to know that hopefully when I get to 80, 90 years old, or if I make it that long, that I make it that long in a healthy way where I'm not dependent on others to take care of me. Oh, most definitely very good because people yeah. are living longer today, but they're not living as healthy as they should. Everybody's sick. Everybody's on some kind of medication. Something. Yes, yes. 10, 15 minutes by the time they're 65. Oh, it's so sad. It's like blood pressure and this and this, and now yes. everybody's on that new weight loss drug. I'm like, you don't think there's side effects of that? I'm like, oi. Huge side effects, and you got to keep going back with injections, and basically it's causing other issues. Anything that you put in your body is foreign to your body, you got a question. It's going to kick out and it's going to it's gonna retaliate sooner or later. Yes, yes, yes. Sophia, how can my listeners and my viewers, how can they find out more about you? Well, um, like I said, I, I do um, Keto Me Healthy on Instagram. Um, I just started it not that long ago. Like I said, um, it's not like a, it's not like one of those typical Instagram channels where I'm constantly like, doing stuff but I'm on there so they can follow me there or on Facebook and um, it's just Keto Me Healthy that's it it's Keto Me Healthy Keto <laughs> Me Healthy so yeah beautiful uh, and your your firm is S-P-P-R-L-A so I do um, yeah so that's just just a little boutique PR you know agency uh, out here in SoCal awesome, awesome. <laughs> Sophia Yes. It's a pleasure. And thank you for coming on my show. Of course. You're so welcome. I love this. This is amazing. Thank you. You are amazing. And to my listeners and viewers, I hope you guys had a wonderful experience as well as I did. That you will continue tuning in to my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. If you have any questions, comments, 
suggestions, please don't hesitate to leave it on my blog or email me at sixfeet at businesssixfeet.com. And don't forget, we'll stop exercising because we grow old. We grow old because we stop exercising. 100%.